Welcome back. This is The Underscore Show. I'm Adrian Ritchie. And I'm Alex Casaway. And we have two guests with us right now that we know pretty well. Two rowdy guests, to be I, honest. Yeah, we're trying to, you know, get them in the podcast mood. It feels like they're there, just to say the least. <laughs> it's been really a lot of hard work to get them excited, chatty. Yeah. Um, it's taken a long time. It has. I mean, we're all here now. We've talked about this a lot. We have Aaron and Blair, the two individuals that we happen to be married to. We First, are them. You yeah, them. We know them. We are them. You we are them. them. We are them. Yeah. We are them and we are know them. Okay, got it. Aaron, welcome. Hi. Tell us about yourself. What's your uh your elevator pitch? My elevator pitch. Ooh, a personal elevator pitch. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I am Alex's wife. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're, are you trying to play like the nervous wife? <laughs> I'm not buying it. Um, yeah, I'm Aaron. Um, I'm a physical therapist. Um, I played basketball in college. <laughs> so what do you want to know about me? This is quite the I elevator pitch. Yeah, this is good. Wow. Just, yeah, no. Just so many summary. details. A summary. Quick, That's yeah. me. Tell I'm from central Illinois. All right. Is that, do we want to go there? Sure. Midwest, live in Long Beach now. Because that's where Alex lives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we I like to I, live I together. Okay, so as, as wives, as wives. like to be you in the same place. You guys do live place. in the same house. Okay. Yeah, we do. That's yeah. how it works. Got yeah. it. Well, we're nice. happy to have you guys here mm-hmm. visiting. We're all sitting in our living room right now. And not, we love our, it. not our living room. I mean, our. I looked at my wife, Blair, because I think I'm about to intro her next. Our collective living Blair, room. Blair, tell us your spiel. I am Blair, and <laughs> I'm a teacher, and a runner, and a reader, and I am from everywhere, so that's not helpful, um, but I am from this living room, <laughs> and I rarely leave this living room. Right. So, And by everywhere, you mean you grew up a lot of places. That's correct. Sure. Where is like the one place you do call home, though? That's a loaded question, <laughs> but probably Iowa because it was where I spent the longest before here. So I will claim Iowa and very soon I will just claim Denver. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So to set the stage for everyone, Alex and I have been setting up this whole podcast situation for a few (laughs) hours and a couple, I think only uh, a couple though. Three and a half? Three and a half, yeah. yeah. Actually, I mean, we actually, actually we timed it. We're trying to get memory. We had a huge shoot yesterday, and so we like didn't have time to offload, and so we're doing a memory transfer. Um, and you guys have been connecting and just like bonding hardcore. Then I mean, it's really hard, so. Yeah. yeah. You, guys have, you guys are so <laughs> We've been trying together. to get over the small talk. Yeah. yeah. You know, we talked a lot about the weather. Sure. We're, we're basically just hanging and drinking and waiting yes. at this point. Oh, but now we're here okay. and talking about clowns. Yeah. But then Correct. you went on an errand and I feel like... To the liquor store. Okay. And now we're back. Yeah. And yeah. a guy looked at our butts. Well, that's correct. But that, that way to really jump okay. into the story and yeah. not give the backstory. Really hit me with the punchline. So okay. maybe I should start. Normally, then. I give too many backstories, so I have to like. Okay, that's you're very, just like that's okay. very true. That's like you minimizing a story. You're like, um, sure, but then we left. No, <laughs> that was Aaron trying to be concise. Aaron thinks she blathers too much, or like I do can't be concise in your story. You will learn so, this quickly. So I'll start. We walked into the liquor store because we needed mimosas. And then we get into the line. And Uncle Joe cuts in front of us in line. <laughs> and Uncle Joe is like this 50-year-old white guy. 
Classic. <laughs> the most classic. Cutting in front of us in line like life. And <laughs> he has his case of Bud Light and Jägermeister in his hand. Oh and then my he, gosh. And then we looked up kind of like, hi, we're here. <laughs> we didn't say that, but we just looked at him. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you guys go ahead. I'd like to look at your butts anyways. Oh my God. Yeah. Real, real so talk. Real that's talk. actually a direct line, quote. Direct quote. Verbatim. He's in line and you guys just like approach the line. And no, 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 no. We no, were in line. We were there. We were just standing there like we should. Yeah. He like walked up to the left of us and then was, and then like stared at the side of our heads for a second and then was like, oh, were you guys in line? And we were like, yeah. yeah and then we're, like, we're like, okay, but like, go ahead. He's like, oh, no, no, you guys go ahead because then I can look at your butts anyway. And then, the, so Blair goes, okay, probably not. And then I was like, that's an interesting way to put it. And then he got like super flustered. But yeah, then he tried to be like, well, like, if you can't take a joke, like I was just joking. And I was like, dude, if you can't take a joke, don't make the joke. We didn't make the we joke. Have no we have no control over the, the fact that you we made just, that joke we right just now. We just existed in the line. Yeah. Right. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. I guess the, the point is if we were to just be like, that's yeah. what we've been doing for yes. hundreds of years as girls are just always like, and it's like, no, eventually you have to feel uncomfortable about the fact that you said you just want to look at our butts in line. That's yeah. actually inappropriate. Actually, and so if we don't make you feel uncomfortable yeah. and you don't feel uncomfortable enough times, you're going to keep doing that. It wasn't that we were trying to be rude and we weren't mean and we weren't at all. But it was like, we're also not just going to let it go and you not feel uncomfortable. You're yeah, just going to laugh along with us. Correct. And we didn't. But we're right. cultured, but we're cultured to do that. Like yes, ever since absolutely. we're young, we're told, cultured to be like, oh, he just pulled your hair because he likes you. Oh, he just, you it's know, it's, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. So you just laugh along. But it's like, if we do that every single time, then nobody's right. going to say it. And not that our like thing made him be like, you know, oh, like it made I him at least rethink. That. But like what Blair said on our way home, like as we were driving home, she was like, but if he did that and like maybe another four times today or like this weekend and like four different people called him out on it, now he's going to start thinking about Absolutely. it. So we could at least be that one, you know, tally right. on kind of move in the right direction. And he's like, he just uses, it was just a joke as kind of like, it, that's his apology. So he tests the waters, tests the waters, tests the waters. And then if no one, res or if someone does respond, he's like, he just hits the button that says, oh, it's just a joke. This is your problem that you were taking it that way. Not my problem. Even the fact that he was like, you guys were already in line. Then he walks up on the side and then is like, thinks he's like doing you a favor that you get to continue and go first. It's oh like, yeah, you guys go ahead. That's how lines work, bro. Yeah. So absolutely they're going to go ahead of you. Yeah. Like, but you're still acting like you did them. Like, oh, I'm a gentleman. I'm going to let you go ahead of me. But then also cool butts I'd guys. like to stare yeah. your ass yeah <laughs> what I would have not handled that well I don't think I, I don't even know I what I would have said yeah. I honestly don't even know what or, I would do yeah, probably would have been like um I don't know the timing and I'm not I have obviously complete hindsight and so this is what I would have wanted to do I don't know if I would have done it but like if you're in line and he says oh you go ahead like you guys probably moved up and then he says this comment and you're already ahead of him. Yeah. So it's like, if that happens and then he says, Oh, I could look at your butt anyways. I don't know that I'm going to be like, Oh fuck you. 
I mean, not say that, but be like, actually, you know what? No problem. You go ahead. I'd love for you to get out of here sooner or something like that. <laughs> and then you'd have to like remove yourself from line and go behind him. But I'd be like, actually, you know what? I got plenty of time. I'd love for you to get home and drink that Jägermeister. And I'm just going to sit behind you so you can get the fuck out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> we should have probably been like, you know, I don't think our wives will appreciate that. <laughs> that would have really fucked him over. Yeah. But I think your comment of like, actually, why don't you get home and yeah, drink your Jägermeister or whatever. I also think we come from a place where that doesn't feel safe to say. Yeah, Like it sure. felt safe to say, okay, I guess that's one way to do it. Right. Yeah. Because it was non-confrontational, but it was still acknowledging yes. that it like wasn't it. appropriate. I don't like this, but I'm not going to confront you. Whereas like confronting the behavior feels still feels unsafe to me. Even and like, how could I trust that that guy's not going to follow us. grab, follow, yeah. get something out of his pocket? Right. And I don't think that that... Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, and what we were talking to in the car, is like, okay, we were at like the same level. We were standing in line. He was standing in line. We were at the same liquor store. But then literally he like took that opportunity and by him making that, if he wants in his perspective, in his mind, he wants to think of it as a joke. He straight up was like, I'm going to let them know that I have the power in this situation. And so then if we just like agree and go along with it, that's just like one more thing where like, he's like, Oh, I established this power. But in the same way he did establish power because then we had to respond in a way that didn't just let it be passive, but we also couldn't say what we actually wanted to say and we couldn't be confrontational. So like, it's still like, I'm glad that we at least said something like, I still feel good about that because in the even in the last couple of years I probably wouldn't have but like even just being surrounded by more and more people you know and like feeling that support then it's like okay we've got it like if we don't do it who's gonna do it you know what I mean but then also it's like we couldn't say what we actually wanted to say because there is still a safety situation Mm -hmm. and he by making his dumbass joke you know still made us very aware that we were not fully safe in that situation when we were just trying to go get some fucking champagne for some mimosas right Mm -hmm. because imagine if he were he were to say that to a straight guy yeah straight guy would have not turned around and said huh Right. Cool. Okay. He would have said, fuck you, man, and probably given him like a shot. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What did and you it's say like, to me? Yeah. yeah exactly. Like, why aren't we? I mean, I know why, but yeah. also we should be able to also say that. Turn around Absolutely. and get pissed off. What'd you just say to me? Or what'd you just say to us? Like, try that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a safety concern. Even you're probably like the core of you felt unsafe at 2 p.m. on in a sunny day yeah. in Denver. Like you still were like, I'm not sure this is worth it right and now. And there were people around like it was, but like even with that. Yeah, exactly. Like all the things were right. It was not like a sketchy situation in the slightest until he right. made his joke. Right. But what if he does turn up in a sketchy exactly. situation? Then he thinks he can have his power over yep. people. And exactly your earlier point that you have to be part of the problem or part of the solution that's saying, I'm going to let you know this isn't okay. So that hopefully the one before this and the one after that is also going to say it. And then maybe you're going to stop or at least do it less. Like that's just how you try and play your part. As long as you feel, you feel safe and confident to do so. And now we just get to make like a bunch of jokes about it after once we're back here in our safe, and safe. And comfy space. <laughs> so welcome to the underscore. <laughs> and that is what we're going to talk about today. The underscore show. Everything has to do with butts. That was a full 12 minute, um, 
Sorry. tangent tangent on a very very important topic that we did not intend on speaking to today but it's like it yeah. just becomes so important like it's so random that that had to happen to you guys today mm-hmm. like you just yeah. came home with your champagne and you were just like you won't believe it just happened yeah. it's like it's so frustrating that that's just a random like Sunday right. afternoon right but I think it's also so real that we had this plan maybe about this topic of the podcast or a few like starter questions and that is real life where like anything you were thinking about or worries about the day can be interrupted in a second by an occurrence, by someone else's behavior or agenda. And then it kind of like, no matter how safe or confident or happy you are, if someone else decides to like take that power over you or try and take some power over you, even subconsciously, you know, now we're talking about it and it's affecting us and our mood is changed and we're trying to understand how to be better next time or how to make that happen less. And we take on this burden and it's like this really complicated circle of somehow I feel responsible or I I should help the situation out. Like he's our project or something, which isn't the case, but also how can we help make that happen less for the next girl and the girls who are 10 years younger than us so that they can go to a liquor store, whatever the fuck they want and stand in line and feel safe. Yes, I agree with you. And I think if I were to tell the same story to a man, generally speaking, they would be like, okay, like, yeah, like, yeah, it was inappropriate, but he wasn't going to do Like, what was he going to do? And it's like, correct. And you don't know that he wasn't going to do something. You don't know that he wasn't going to grab one of us. You don't know that he wasn't going to, like, there's a lot of people out here that are doing things that you think they're not going to do, but typically those actions are happening towards women. And so we are constantly on alert. Yeah. Whereas they're not happening to straight guys. They're just not. Right. And so like generally speaking. um, And so I think it's like, yeah, of course we didn't in that moment. It was like, you're put right on the spot, but you have to be ready to respond all the time. And so you have this armor up of like, I need to be safe and I need to be protected. And so here's the, things that I do in my everyday life, just even going to the liquor store for five minutes. Right. And even if you do know, like if it's two o'clock in Denver, you're not like someone's going to attack me, you know, the same way you might feel at 10 PM in a liquor store. There's still all these feelings running through your body where you're like, I know this isn't right. And I don't feel right. And so, yeah, we have to walk around all the time kind of ready to, you know, get out of a situation or talk ourselves out of it, or even just like try and not dismiss it, but like, we're just walking around with these tools or hopefully we're building up these tools, but then it's like, do you focus on making yourself have all these tools or do you focus on at least making that person aware that you're using these tools? Like to your point, a white guy doesn't have, doesn't have probably as many tools as us because they don't have to. Yeah, We're put in a situation immediately where we have to momentarily, like in one moment we have to figure out if, if this is a threat and like that just shouldn't be something that we have to do multiple times a day when you're just like trying to go about your life as something that people men in particular underestimate and like don't really think about it's it's something that even like we've had conversations with friends who have boyfriends or fiancés or husbands and will just overhear us talking about this topic of like oh what do you like what do you do when you're walking home at night or like walking to your car at night home from work and it's dark and like oh putting keys between your fingers and making sure that you're ready at all times on alert right it's like the husband or the boyfriend or the fiance is like, 
you do what? <laughs> like, oh, you feel unsafe. Like something that they has never crossed their mind, right? So it's like this, uh, two o'clock on a Sunday going to the liquor store. It's like, oh, now all of a sudden I have to be right. alert. I didn't expect it here. Instead and, and of now I have to be it here. I have, I'm enjoying, yeah. I'm going about my day, minding my own business. And this is what we have to deal with. So. Cause it's like 99 times out of a hundred, of course nothing happens. Right. But all it takes is one time out of a hundred. And I think all it takes is like any of us having friends, family members that have had a bad experience. And it's like, well, that's not like, I need to be prepared in case that does happen to me. And so even if it's something that we feel like is minor, like you still have to be prepared for it. And like, I can think about like back when I was in college and you go to a bar and somebody like grabs you like that did happen. And so now at a bar, I'm always prepared for a man to grab me. Yeah. And it's like, like there's there's a fine line between somebody feeling like they have some sort of ownership over your body to grab you and like being, being assaulted in in a worse way. It's like, okay, you, you feel some sort of ownership and entitlement to my body. So where does that go beyond here? Yeah. Where's that going to escalate later? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so now we have to be ready. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's just even like, I mean, and I don't know about you, but like, even then when we like walk to the car, I like kept doing like a casual, like we were talking and things, but like I was doing the look over the shoulder and we like got in the car and I like checked the mirror to see like if he was driving the same way after, cause he was coming out of the store. Like once we were actually pulling out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like in that same way. Yeah. You know, it's like, we've talked to friends and it's like that person goes by and like, we've talked about it too. Like prior to doing it, like Alex and I have never actually like talked about like, okay, if somebody goes past us or somebody says something that makes us feel uncomfortable while we're walking down the street, I'm going to turn and look like I'm talking to you, but I'm actually going to glance behind me. And then when I look forward again, then you do it about 10 steps later, but we do it (laughs) natural. And like you guys, I'm guarantee if you haven't thought about it, you do the exact same thing, even though you've never discussed it. But that is like, we've literally told that story to people our guy friends and things like that. And they're like baffled. I'm like, no, we literally have to be on all the time. Yeah. I think we were actually talking about that. Yeah. It was that on the podcast. Yeah. It was on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and you mentioned that you had never talked about it, the same exact thing. It's just, it's because you are two individual people navigating this world as women. And so you both are practicing it anyways, but yeah. Like absolutely. if you were by yourself, if I were by myself, like I'm going to do it. I just have to do it the second and the third and the fourth time. So when you're together, you're trying to yeah. be like, not so obvious that you're doing it. Cause like uh, that's, that's even a thing. It's like, yeah. why do we, why do we not want to be clear that we're like checking? Like exactly. we don't want to offend you're, somebody, yeah, right? Oh, how dare we might think like this, <laughs> like check our safety. Yes. But so then it's like, yeah, her, then me, then her. And it's uh-huh. like, okay, we're good yeah. now. We're like the random, like when you're walking by like a rowdy group of guys, like oh. you just did it the other day. You were like, I don't even remember what I wanted to stop for, but you're like, Nope, just keep going just a little bit further. And I was like, gotcha. You we know? were running home from the gym. Oh, we yeah, were literally yeah. running home from the gym. And there was oh, like, I, yeah, I couldn't actually see yeah. the people, but I knew it was like a whole group of like, you could just hear voices and things like that. And it was, it was literally a Friday night. It was like a pre, you know, to people going out and things. And so I could like hear the group and it was all guys voices and, and they, you could just tell that they were like rowdy and having a good time and things like they that. They were behind us and things and, like that. And we like, were like yeah. jogging and then you were, you were going to take like just a walking break for a second. And I was like, okay, we'll keep running. And then we can like stop once we cross the street type of yeah. a situation. Right. So, so, you're always thinking about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And obviously like, 
it's now what three hours later of this happening and we are still having this full-on conversation about it that guy probably has not thought of it again no oh no. the best freaking point right i hate there. that it hasn't even crossed his mind like it doesn't it feel so bad right. that he hurt your feelings bad. he's got but, a bud light in one hand and yeah you're you're in the other. <laughs> but moments like that happen that. How, yeah. i mean all the, time. I, all the time and so it's just like that's the way that we do life and yeah. i think if i weren't with you in that moment and we weren't able to like debrief it i probably wouldn't have even you went to thought of it as like a weird even, thing no and yeah. i wouldn't have even thought to like mention it again yeah I, you know so but we just talked about it and we're like wait a sec that actually is fucked up yeah yeah, yeah. and so now we've like had this great conversation but yeah. that stuff happens all the time it's like when you're alone it, too yeah always just, when you're alone you just kind of internalize it right then. yeah because when no one else is there to experience it, I feel like sometimes you second guess it. You're like, mm-hmm. should I be really mad about this? Right. Like, that, or we have to minimize it so we can go on with our day. True. Like, exactly. Like, True. You're trying to go to lunch like while you're in the middle of your work day. And then like you go to lunch. And if something like this were to happen, you know, middle of the day like that, like I got to get back to work and see another, you know, eight to 10 patients this right. afternoon, yeah. you know, like I can't right. be like carrying this around and like right. debriefing it in my head Absolutely. and stuff. So we are literally taught to like minimize, right. Right. move on to the next right. thing and be resilient. That's why I think we're resilient yeah. as fuck is because yeah. we have all this practice. <laughs> like women are fucking powerful and the world yeah. needs to freaking see that all of a sudden. It. What's, all it gonna, of a sudden. what's it going to take? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it's Shit. always been there and we're here. We are here in this space. Yeah. Take up space. So take up space. And I think women have to get to a point where no, I'm not gonna apologize for looking over my shoulder yes. and trying to protect myself. Mm-hmm. And I think at least for me, I can do that without causing conflict and without it like spiking my emotions because that also is triggering and so like if I got into a confrontational state, well now I'm rising on my emotional yeah. state and I I can still like stay right here and still acknowledge the fact that this wasn't cool. I'm good. Like I'm yeah. going to move on. I'm going to I'm going to go yeah. home. I'm going to go about my I day. Mean, look at us now. And <laughs> yeah, I think we're doing great. <laughs> I mean, we're But thriving. I think that, yeah, there's a we're balance thriving. between um like self-preservation and yes. I don't know. I guess acknowledging when something is wrong and so finding like the balance for each person and it can be different right. so like the way you would have handled that situation is probably different than how i did but what and, and probably yeah. how you all would yeah. differently um and i think that that's okay it's yeah. whatever is going to keep us moving forward Absolutely. in a positive right. direction and the fact that we were together helped because For if sure. I had been by myself, I like I, I might have still said something to inform him that like I'm not OK with what you just said. And, and again, we did not say anything confrontational at all. But like I would have been probably even less confident. Like I felt comfortable so you're less, because Blair yeah. was with me. Yeah, you and, have like, less power when knew. you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Right. One verse one. Yeah. And one's a man. It's like yeah, with Jaeger in his hand. Right. I, mean, I even felt like surprisingly more powerful because this is our like neighborhood liquor store and I know the little woman that's working and the guy yeah. that like mm, yeah. and so it was like there was I, know them. I know that other people they saw that this happened yeah. and they're not going to do anything about it but yeah. I agree with you like yeah. my 
response had it just been me in the aisle with the man yes would have been very different very than different. me with you in front of the two owners and you know yes. it's like he's the one that looks silly whereas like if it's just me and the man in the aisle that actually does feel less safe to me Absolutely. and i'm like mm-hmm. that guy could have done anything to me and yeah. so i probably would have been like okay and, and i just like, turn not around worth and your time the story. Right. and also not worth your time you know what sure. i mean like right. you you do not like deserve any of my energy. So I think also the point that you were making with like your, your way of responding to these types of things are not confrontational where somebody else's might. And that's also okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Do you, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause it's tough. You like when you, yeah, you have to feel comfortable. Like I, in your aisle, when you're in an aisle by yourself, you want to say, you want to, maybe you don't want to say it cause you feel unsafe, but it's like, uh, like don't, but then you, like now you don't want to like instigate and, yes. and like actually poke him. And then he comes over even harder. Like that's absolutely a fear. But then it's like, okay, well now you're just like, you're winning this battle. You got to say this thing. And it just like, was like fleeting and, and disappeared in the air. And I go away feeling kind of disempowered. Take, yeah. Disempowered. And, and now you don't even know that I felt disempowered because I didn't react. And so then, you know, we're carrying a yeah. burden pretty much either way. Yeah. For and sure. like you said, Aaron, that, that guy is probably chugging Jaeger right now and has yeah. no idea and is not, not necessarily debriefing on a podcast like we are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I think he might have a podcast. We should search him on, we should, sh- should search it up and just yeah. see like just, Jaeger, Bud, Bud Light and Jaeger. Jaeger, Jaeger Buddy 101. <laughs> probably his like handle on everything yeah, yeah i mean definitely. i think we could definitely find him and i think that would be a really interesting yeah. listen you know i think the content would be <laughs> on tomorrow's morning run yeah there you should just give a listen yeah. I know i'm gonna see po- podcast listener I yeah think i'm gonna see good. what i can find <laughs> well sure. thanks for sharing your story and letting us into those feelings and being on our podcast even as our wives we appreciate you being here yeah Thanks for taking time out of your day to be on the underscore pod. (laughs) Thanks for being in your own living room. (laughs) You were forced into it. Right. Otherwise you'd be sitting in the corner quietly. (laughs) I don't know where else I could be right now. (laughs) This was another episode of the underscore show. I'm Adrian Ritchie. And I'm Alex Gassaway. You'll hear us on the next one. You nailed it. Thank you for listening. We'd love if you shared, rated, and reviewed this episode. It helps us out so much. You'll hear us on the next one. <laughs>